So, Joel, what what did you do today? Yeah, Austin, let's just start the episode off with you asking me how my day went. Yeah, I'm... Come on, it's a cold open, man. Now you've made it warm and weird. It happens. Uh, I, I just changed my car's oil, actually. I didn't do anything cool. You want to know what I did today? What did you do today, Austin? I got mind fucked, Joel. That's what happened to me today. I went to I went to go see this new movie that's out in theaters right now. And uh it is an experience to say the least. It is not an experience I'd be willing to pay to have again. I saw the movie Sorry to Bother You. It was interesting, but it's one of those things you watch one time and you're like, "Okay. Yeah." Uh, can you confirm or deny rumors that this movie is a prequel to BoJack Horseman? Uh, I cannot confirm nor deny because I've never seen BoJack Horseman. But also, this one isn't animated, so I don't think it's a prequel. Alright, I'll take your word for it. I don't understand how it could be, anyway. It's almost like it has nothing to do with the hilarious telemarketing comedy that they have going for them in this great movie that has a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Alright, now in your opinion, does it actually deserve 95%? I think there's, okay, there's definitely a message behind it. Behind all the confusing bullshit in the front. If you look back far enough, I'm sure there's something there. There's definitely something there. But goddamn if there is not a lot of bullshit in the front. <laughs> Austin's recommendation to our listeners is to either do or don't go see this movie, depending on how wild you like your rides. If you like rides that go from zero to five billion, then yeah, go watch this movie. You'll love it. But if you want a good sit down in a nice lighthearted comedy movie, don't fucking watch this movie. I'm not tr- I'm not trying to bash the people that write it or starred in it. The acting was amazing. But just <laughs> the sheer weirdness of the movie once you got to there. Like it started off and I was like, god, I was like this is a this is a movie that I will I think I will enjoy. And then it hits you with them plot twists. Yes. Twists. Plural. And you you sit back and you think, huh, what the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, go watch it. Don't go watch it. I don't know. Joel, as your co-host, I'm going to require you to go watch it, actually. So, You know, I don't know if that that's how that works. But I anyway. Think, I think it is. Because uh, you, you need to feel the pain that I feel. Well, speaking of pain, or no, <laughs> that's not related at all, actually. Um, we actually have some poll results. Yeah, you remember, uh, what was this? Three episodes ago? Uh, episode 25. The Bootmon one? Number two? Yeah, we pulled out, we pulled out our, uh, bootleg Pokemon for the second time in ad hominem history. And we got some poll results. People had a strong opinion on who won this one. Alright, let's hear them. Okay, so, debate one... Which would have been me with Shock Deoxys versus your Emo Scrafty. You you won that one, according to the listeners. Emo Scrafty triumphs. Emo Scrafty wins again. Debate two would have been between T 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Squirtle, and Pikaduck. And you won that one with Teenage Mutant Ninja Squirtle. Hell yeah. I don't know how. I thought I gave the world's most compelling argument for how Pikaduck could poss- could not have possibly lost, but I don't I don't make the rules. I I thought you did cuz this is your game. Fine, I don't get to <laughs> control people's emotions. How's that for you? I'm sorry to shut you down like that. I just thought it needed to be stated. You made this okay. game. You literally do make the rules. Well, fine. I made the rules and the rules say that you won this debate. Awesome. All right. And the last one would have been the Sneasel in the painted over the Digimon toy versus that creepy Rayquaza. I, I guess people actually did agree with me that we should not let that Rayquaza win because I got that vote. Overall, though, you won the the, the battle. Here for me, I uh, the all-time reigning champion of Bootmon. Yes, I have all nine badges, eight from the game, and the ninth one represents my uh, my leadership at the uh, Bootmon gym. So wait, there's a Bootmon gym? Yeah, Why was I not invited? Yeah, to this? maybe maybe you maybe you would have won the last episode if you would have known. This seems like insider trading information. I, I call hacks. I'll uh, I'll send you I'll send you e link. Don't worry about it. Well, that's it for that episode. If you want us to read more polls off go vote on them and we'll do this episode now i guess so austin our first debate of the evening is cereal soup no strong opinions here uh i'm gonna have to disagree with you though and let me explain why the floor is yours joel so here's the thing cereal is most definitely a soup it is you know you put it in a bowl you pour milk in it and so we now have the two ingredients for soup loose contents and broth so cereal meets both of those requirements and you can check with just about any soup out there chicken noodle broccoli and cheddar i can't think of any more soups off the top of my head but i guarantee they all follow this pattern they have loose contents and then they have a broth holding it all together. And so therefore, based on all of that, let's go back and look at cereal. Again, exact same formula. By that logic, cereal soup. Joel, I don't I don't think you understand what soup is. It sounds like you do. But most soups, actually I think all soups are warm and they have more than one loose ingredient. Which I know, I know certain cereals have more than just, like, the cereal part of the cereal. It's not a soup, okay? It's cereal. You put, you put the cereal in, and you pour milk over it. That's not how you make a soup. You don't throw broccoli into a, a bowl and then dump hot cheese all over it. That's not how you soup. And, like, with chicken noodles, you don't throw chicken in noodles and then you just dump hot water onto it. That's not how you make a soup. So your problem with this is that the milk is cold. Are you telling me you've never eaten cereal with warm milk? You're eating your cereal wrong. Everyone is eating cereal wrong, I guess. Like, that's how you're supposed to do it. And also, I know you acknowledge this, but we have this thing called Lucky Charms, and I'm pretty sure that constitutes two separate loose ingredients. Survey results show 
100% of people agree that Lucky Charms has two different pieces to it. Marshmallow and the cereal. So, I think we can say, if no other cereal is, at least Lucky Charms is most definitely a soup. I already told you that, yes, it has more than two ingredients. I, I know there are cereals out there, because there's more than just Lucky Charms that does that. But it's... It's gotta be boiling, okay? And it's gotta have some sort of... It has to have some sort of meat or veggies in it to be a soup. And and soup has, like... I think soup has, like, a certain consistency that you, like, gotta follow. And I just... I don't think cereal has that... Also, no, Joel, I've never had my cereal with warm milk because I'm not a sociopath. I don't... I'm sure there are people out there that do it, but I'm just... I'm not about that, okay? I can't... I can't do that. And I'm going to need you to list more soups off because you can't just say a couple things and you're repeating the same statement over and over again that, that cereal is soup. I need some... I need some, like, facts... Wow, Austin, over here with the soup gatekeeping. Jeez, who says that you have to have veggies to be a soup? I need, you need me to show you evidence? I need evidence uh, to the contrary. I need evidence saying, hey, this is what you need to be a soup. Because I, I'll bet you, if I were to pull up the soup definition right now, then it would not say... Oh, yeah, this has to be hot, it has to have vegetables, and all that. I just bet you a lot that it won't. And I'll bet, once we put the polls out, survey results are going to show no one agrees with you here. I already knew where your logic was going, which is why the last time you were talking in your re first rebuttal, I pulled up the definition of soup. Because I had nothing to combat your argument, but now I do since you brought it up. Soup. Noun, number one, a liquid dish typically made by boiling meat, fish, or vegetables, etc. in stock or water. It does have a definition, and I don't think milk is a stock. And it's definitely not fucking water. <laughs> Therefore, you have just ruined your own argument with your fallacies and proven to yourself and the, the crowd that soup, or cereal, is not a soup. You do know that stock could be referring to just about any amount of things that are make up a broth? I have no fucking clue what stock is, Joel. I'm a 20-year-old college student. Okay, stock <laughs> is like, they actually sell things like this. Chicken noodle soup, stock. Mushroom, cream of mushroom soup. They sell, like... Soup stocks. And then there's recipes for all kinds of stocks online. <laughs> and I've I've seen a few. I don't make them because I hate soup. But, Did you say you hate like, soup? Yeah, I'm not a big soup fan. Except for ch broccoli cheddar. You? That is like... I'll eat broccoli cheddar soup. That's good. That is some good ass soup. But anyways, continue. Anyway, a lot of these things, they ask for milk. But it's not like the main ingredient of the soup, Joel. I bet I will find a soup, if I were to Google it right now, where the milk is the stock. Soup definition slang. What the fuck? Here. <laughs> okay. 
I googled, is cereal a soup? Because that was one of the first things that popped up. According to Wikipedia, soup is a primarily... Macaroni and barbecue pork and milk broth recipe. Hold on. According to Wikipedia, soup is primarily liquid food generally served warm or hot, maybe cool or cold, that is made combining of ingredients such as meat, vegetables, with stock, juice, water, or another liquid. Cereal is not soup. Chicken is not a soup. So to it specifies be- that chicken is not a soup? Okay, so here's the thing. Cereal is the ingredient for a soup. It's not soup in and of itself, but what this is saying is that cereal is an ingredient for a soup because that's what they mean when they say chicken is not a soup. Oh, okay, so wait. Cereal and milk is a soup, according to this. According to this, this this answer on Quora, which I don't know how reliable it is. I'm pretty sure that's like the that's, new Yahoo Answers or something. I'm pretty sure it's the intelligent version of Yahoo Answers. Listen, there's no intelligent version of Yahoo Answers, okay? If it's anything like Yahoo Answers, it's not. It's okay, not here's the thing. Here's the thing. Quora, Yahoo Answers, and what's the... Stack Social or no Stack Overflow Stack Overflow that's the one they're all based on the exact same uh, question and answer setup all three of them and so therefore I think we can at least say one of those is the smart version of that setup at least one of those three hey listen look we don't even gotta tackle this problem Vsauce already did it in a video on January 1st of 2015 (laughs) so this whole thing was pointless the answer has been out there for three years i guess yeah it's been solved for three years i don't know i've never seen the video don't don't at me okay joel let's read read your fallacy i gotta know what it is yeah okay i had the bandwagon fallacy appeal to a topic's popularity or reference the number of people who who support or agree with it as a form of validation now who supports and agrees with you that cereal is a soup Survey results show. Also, I try, like, before that, my whole plan was just to, like, list a whole bunch of different soups and say that they all had the exact same setup as cereal and milk. But you couldn't do that because you don't like soup and you couldn't name more than two. That is on me, yes. I can name plenty of soups. Mainly from the Olive Garden list. Chicken and noodle, broccoli and cheddar, (laughs) zuppa, chicken and yonki. That's all I can do right now. I'm sorry. You have to explain that last one to me. Chicken and yonki? It's basically chicken and dumplings. Uh, I don't know what yonki means, but I know it's pronounced like that, kind of. Say it, Joel. It's a fun word to say. Yonki. Yonki. Yeah. It's not as fun when you say it. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm giving you a hard time. Uh, do you want me to read my fallacy? Yes, please. My fallacy was the fallacy fallacy. Declare your opponent's argument invalid because it contains a logical fallacy. God damn it, I could not pinpoint what yours was. You tried. I, I didn't I know. I heard you what, trying. Yeah, I didn't know what test results show or whatever you say, survey results show. I didn't know that would be considered bandwagon. I was like, what is he trying to do? I don't know if that's considered bandwagon either, but if the survey results show it, that means that. A lot of people support it. I don't know. Steve Harvey would have an argument with you about that, my boy. Who? 
Steve Harvey? Joel, don't do this to me. You know who oh, Steve Harvey is. Oh, the Family Feud guy. Yes. All right. <clears throat> Joel, I've got a I've got a popular opinion for you. Okay. I think puppies are cute. I have an unpopular opinion for you. Puppies are creepy. Hit me. Oh. Oh, no. Well, that's not good. Well, let me let me hit you with why puppies are cute before you even get started on that. They've got little faces. They got they got big floppy ears that they haven't grown into yet. And like every time they turn their head around, you see their ears flop, and they're full of floofiness, and they're so small. And you can just you can just hold them in your in your arms and cradle them up like a little cute baby. Except this baby has fur and licks your face sometimes, which is totally fine. But they're so cute. They uh, they don't know anything about the world, and you get to watch them discover as they run around your house. You get to give them little toys to chew on, and they'll tug on your shoestrings. And sure, it might be a little annoying at first, but you grow to love it. And that's why puppies are cute. All right, here's what I can tell you about puppies. Or just maybe even dogs in general. I don't know. We have these creatures that live with us. We allow them to sleep in the same beds as us. And they are the descendants of apex predators. They have very sharp claws and very sharp teeth in their mouths. And they like to taste us for fun. And we just let them live with us. Doesn't that bother you? Like... That's not right. If I had a human neighbor who just liked to taste me, I would stop associating with that person. I would not allow them in my house. I would change the locks weekly just in case. But no, just because it's some other species, we're like, oh yeah, sure, you can do this. It's cute when you do it. No. Okay, Joel, first off, I think you're being specious, okay? That's very rude. Secondly, yeah, it would be a little creepy if a human did it, but we've we've trained dogs to come down and you know, come down from their from their apex predatorialness. Now we're the apex predators and they love us. And see just they're just so cute. Joel, they will die for you. Okay? What human would die for you? Huh? I, I, I doubt that many. But think about it. Any dog in the world will put their life on the line for a human that they love. And I think that is the cutest thing you can do. Any species could do. See, I may not own a dog right now, but my parents have owned dogs, and I've owned dogs with them. By golly, Dogs are the cutest gosh darn thing you'll ever see, even when they're old. Austin, I am a little offended that you don't think that I would die for you, first off. And if I would die for you, then I'm sure any human would be willing to lay down his life for another human. It's just basic math. And it's also kind of odd to think that any descendant of an apex predator would look at something of another species and be like, yeah... I will give my life for that thing. I don't think they think that. I don't think that they think about these sorts of things. I think that they think, oh, hey, 
this guy tastes good. I'm going to keep him around. That's what goes through a dog's mind. And you, again, you just let that thing live with you. Yes, Joel, I do let it live with me, okay? And it's not that thing. I had a dog. Her name was Kelly, and she was adorable. I had her from, like, the day she was a puppy till the day she died. And she was amazing. I would put my life on the line for that dog. I would have when she was alive, but she died of old age, peacefully. She was still cute up until that very last moment, okay? Because dogs are cute, and they'll do anything for you. I don't care about their apex predator ancestors. I care about who they are now. And there's some cute sons of bitches, literally, okay? And you can't change my mind on this one, Joel. I would, I'm glad to have an animal that would put their life on the line for me. I'd be glad to put my life on the line for an animal. Again, I don't get how you can just trust it that much. Trust it enough to let it get close enough to you to lick you. I mean, when they're that young, they don't even know better than to not bite things. And you just like, oh yeah, I can, I'll just teach him to not bite me. He can do that, right? No, the fact that he even wants to proves that the predatory nature is not out of him. Dogs like squeaky toys because it simulates the feeling of killing small animals. And again, you just let this thing live with you. You supply these things to them so that they can act out these sociopathic tendencies. I'm done. I can't do this. I got very emotional. Emotional? Emotional? No. Emotional. <laughs> In my closing statement. I could hear that. What was your fallacy, by the way? My fallacy was proof by assertion. Repeat the same claim regardless of opposing viewpoints or evidence. Dogs are cute. Can't, uh, can't argue with that. I mean, I did, but... I had the you false tried. cause fallacy. Say that a correlation, real or perceived, between two phenomena equals an association between them. And that was my fallacy. When did you use that? I, I, I would do it, so every other human would do it too. Joel, are you ready for our next debate? Uh, I guess so. I feel like we're forgetting so, something. No, 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 it's fine. So our next debate is, is dog food cereal? You know, we think we'd keep this track up. I'm going to say yes, and Joel's saying no. So, Wait, wait, wait. We are forgetting something. We didn't do the down to it. Fuck. Well, this is it. We're down to it. Let's get into the actual third debate. (laughs) I can put on my smooth, crisp radio voice for this one. I'm just kidding. Okay, if you don't do the debate in that voice now, I'm deleting the entire episode. Why? <laughs> I, I'm kidding. You don't have to, but but you no, do. You, you've brought this upon yourself, Joel, and the audience. So, Joel, I'll be doing the entire debate like this. Like your good morning radio star slash co-host, because I obviously need one. I mean, who else would keep me from monologuing in this tone if I did not have a co-host to stop me. Absolutely no one, that's correct. In fact, I think I'd just continue talking in this voice until somebody called in and got really sick of my shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Alright, so our next debate topic is going to be Can you trust a skinny chef? Absolutely, Joel. I think yes. I don't think yes. I think I'm going to go with the saying. 
but I'll let you try and explain your reasoning first. Joel, skinny chefs are very trustworthy. Have you ever seen that Gordon Ramsay fellow? Ooh, boy, I bet he can cook a mean cereal soup. You see, you know a chef is trustworthy when he's skinny. I mean, sure, fat chefs are trustworthy too, because they know how to eat. But skinny chefs, they can cook you something healthy. They can make you a nice salad. Mm. They can make you some uh, nice healthy uh, chicken dinner. It's, uh, it's, it's a crazy world we live in. And I think that skinny chefs are trustworthy. Some of the best chefs in the world are actually skinny chefs. Uh, just look that fact up. It's, uh, it's true. But anyways, yeah. That's where I stand on this issue. I think that you need to wake up and face reality because there's a reason people have been saying for thousands of years you can't trust a skinny chef. I think there might be something to it. Even if you don't. I think, maybe, trusting a skinny chef is like trusting that working alongside the Joker isn't going to get you killed. That's a completely illogical thing to assume. Because working with the Joker will most definitely get you killed. And trusting that a skinny chef actually knows how to cook, it's also not the smart move. Joel, I think trusting a skinny chef is the smart move. Especially if you want to be healthy, because you can constantly taste your food, but if it's healthy, you're probably not going to gain anything. Now, fat chefs, not to say that they can't cook healthy, but they most likely probably cook unhealthy stuff, and they'll eat it. Which, yeah, chefs are supposed to do that. It's a fact. The, th the fact is, is you can always trust a chef, no matter... You know, whether they're skinny or big or, you know, out, out of this world. You can always trust a chef because they won't, as long as you watch them, like, eat their food and you make sure that nobody else sprinkled, like, poison or anything in it. But trusting a skinny chef is perfectly fine. I'm sure that there will be no problems with it. I think skinny chefs are trustworthy, especially in the world of fitness. Well, Austin, I see that you are... Gonna be the first one of the Joker's minions that's gonna get himself blown up. Because you're trusting the Joker, basically, when you trust the skinny chefs. I don't know why anyone would do that. The man clearly does crimes, and he's clearly not sane, and you working with him just proves your lack of sanity. Just like you working with a skinny chef. There's literally no difference here. Joel, I don't know what this whole Joker deal is about, but I'm not working with the Joker. Say I was somebody that wanted to lose weight, and this chef cook, this skinny chef cooked me up fine batch of healthy foods, whereas the bigger chef was like, well, I only deal in foods that'll fill you up. I don't care about calorie count or anything. Which one are you going to trust? To help you cook some healthy stuff. The skinny chef. Because they know what they're talking about. Sure, bigger chefs can cook you something healthy. But if they tell you directly that they don't care about calorie count. Definitely not going to be the best choice for you. Skinny chefs are trustworthy. It doesn't matter your size. You can be good at what you do. No matter what. 
Oh, I think you've misunderstood me this whole time. I'm not saying skinny chefs can't cook. I'm just saying you can't trust them. Again, it's like signing up to be a henchman for a Batman villain. Why would you do that? You know that they're going to do crimes. You know that they're going to get caught because there's a Batman out there. And yet you still line up to be punched by the Batman. I don't understand your reasoning here. You're, you're going to trust the skinny guy to do your cooking when you should be trusting the guy who clearly, clearly can feed people. It's not even about calorie count. It's about, does it taste good? And of course the answer is yes. See, this is why I'm an amazing chef, because I'm a big guy. <laughs> <laughs> people See, people trust me. Yeah, and then, then you poison them. Let's be real, though. Gordon Ramsay's got to be a good chef, right? Otherwise, he wouldn't have all oh, the yeah. shows. Most <laughs> definitely. Skinny. You can trust Gordon Ramsay. But that's it. No one else. If your skinny friend Steve walks up and he's like, Hey, man, I cooked you this nice, nice soup. It's, it's on the house. Go ahead. Taste it. Don't eat that fucking soup. Yeah, he's going to hand you a bowl of cereal. It's going to be poison cereal, because Steve's an asshole. Most definitely. The only reason you should eat that soup is if you want an excuse to miss work today. Food poisoning's a bitch. I went first, so (laughs) I'm going to read my fallacy. My fallacy was, begging the question, make a claim that relies on information that hasn't been proven in order to be true. So I think I said skinny chefs are the best chefs. Which definitely. I think you also I think you also implied that they make healthy food. Yes, I said that skinny chefs only make healthy food. Obviously, how else would they be so skinny? All right. Well, I had moral equivalence, which is compare a minor misdeed to a major atrocity. So being a Batman villain henchman is a major atrocity. On the same level as um, trusting a skinny chef. I guess that makes sense. No, it doesn't. Well, folks, that's going to do it for us today on this good episode of Ad Hominem. Yep. Talking about cereal, A dogs, lot. and yeah, and the other thing that I can't remember. Food. That we just did. Chefs. Food. Chefs. That's right. Cereal, dog, and dogs, and chefs. Yeah. And skinny chefs who will try and tell you that cereal is soup. All right. Yeah. Don't listen to them. They're crazy. Yeah, don't listen to... What was it? Steven, the skinny chef? Yeah, don't listen to your friend Steven. He's an asshole, and nobody deserves that in their life. Go find yourself a better friend. Go find yourself a Dave. I think Daves are genuinely okay friends. Okay, Joel, so what's next? Or what's the end? Well, I think we need to uh, break down the tables and uh, clean up that uh, spill over in the corner, and then we need to tell everyone about all the ways that they can listen to the show that they're listening to right now. Oh, cool. Well, can't you listen to it on any podcast app that you have on your phone? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I think we're even on Spotify now, finally. Nice. That's good. Yeah, that took forever, but it finally happened. Amazing. Anyways. We also have, like, we want you to talk about the show. Like, that's very important to us that people talk about the show. And so we have a few ways we recommend you do that. First off, we have a Twitter account that you can follow and tweet at called Incitement Games. And that is where we post projects like these. Actually, it's the only project that it's been posting for a while because this has been our project. If you also want to talk about us uh, on Twitter in a different way, 
you can use the hashtag ad hominem cast. And like I said, like I continue to say, Joel and I check that all the time. So we will know if you tweet. Uh, I think we brought it up uh, last episode about the person that tweeted out our show. Yeah. We're still very thankful of. Well, Austin, of course, you're thankful for him. He was talking about your voice. Oh, yes, my crisp voice. Um, but anyways, yeah, uh, do that, and you might get a shout-out like the last guy did. So it's one way to immortalize yourself on this show on the Internet forever. Well, that's right. We also have Facebook. There's a group on Facebook called the Group of Illogical Debate. If you type in those words, you will find the group. It's there on the internet, and you can go there and debate with other people, or get news about the show, or I think I sometimes just post, like, random polls about things we said on the show but didn't actually debate. And so, yeah, so you can find those sorts of things there. Like, we didn't actually debate the the dog food thing, so you guys can go and debate that in the group now. Heck yeah, we'll look at it. If you guys act, if you guys sit down and have an actual debate about it, Joel and I will talk about it for sure. We will. If this becomes the biggest internet fight of the century, then we'll talk about that too. It's going to be bigger than Coke versus Pepsi. Most definitely. But let's say that you don't like social media but still want to contact us. Maybe you've got a topic idea or something that you don't want anyone to know you came up with. We have an email account called topics at illogicaldebate.com. If you email us topics, we will include them. When you're trying to listen to the show, there's a quick and easy way that you can find it. Go to bit.ly forward slash ad hominem cast and then the number of the episode. So this one will be bit.ly slash ad hominem cast 28. That is correct. And at that link... You can find the polls for this episode. If you want to find polls for previous episodes or just like our episode archive, then go to illogicaldebate.com alongside news, which will hopefully soon be coming about the game itself. There is our entire episode archive and the polls for most of the episodes published after the website came out. Heck yeah. Um, Joel, is that it? I think that's it. I think that's it. Listeners, have a good week. And Joel? Oh, that's me. Always remember, folks. Yeah, that's your your Yeah, Always remember, folks. Debates aren't about proving your point. They're about asserting dominance over your opponent. (laughs) Yeah.